I'm out to help business leaders make the most out of it. Um, I help coach them uh, through what uh, what good content is, what uh, we go through, what makes them tick, what makes their, them unique to everyone else. Right. And we create content from there. Um, it's a bit like having a personal uh, content strategist. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and I also help them edit their content so that they can focus on just creating and telling their best stories. And I'll, you know, I was the dummy that spent like a decade in social media. So <laughs> let me use my craft right. um, and make that uh, the most, uh, the, the best LinkedIn story that uh, that's possible. Hi, and welcome to Helping People Perform, the podcast that gives you fascinating insights into those people whose chosen vocation is to help others perform at their best. From consultants to teachers, sports coaches to financial advisors, all of my guests share a passion for getting the most out of individuals, teams and organisations. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Helping People Perform. Delighted to be joined today. We have founder and LinkedIn consultant at Mean Right Hook. Welcome to the show today, Anthony Leung. Thanks so much for having me, Paul. So excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. And anyone seeing this on the video uh, can notice that Anthony is either nine foot six and is massive in a standard room, or <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it looks is. like. He's sitting in a box. But um, before we get kicked off, firstly, on the day of recording, happy birthday for yesterday, sir. I know you had a. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, someone's been checking up on my LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. You got to use the LinkedIn when you're talking to the experts. But um, yeah, so I hope you had a good day there. Um, and let's talk about your background then. What got you to where you are today? It's uh, it's funny because I think I started off uh, in print, actually. I spent, I, I'm one of the very rare people, uh, possibly on the planet Earth, with a university uh, degree in print. Oh, wow. Uh, I spent four years studying that that art form, and yeah. then I ditched it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that was in Canada. And uh, shout out to uh, Ryerson, or what was Ryerson? Uh, and uh, the GCM program. But right. we were one of the very few programs on on planet Earth uh, to be uh, studying print. We were the last one of the last classes to um, to to put like film on things and wow. create plates. So uh, and then the year after us, they just went, oh, we're all going digital. So they just press a button and plates would come out. So um, so that's, you know, I, you know, that that's a sign of, I guess, all the changing times that we were already experiencing then. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I started off from there, ended up in marketing. When I was in the U, I uh, moved from Canada to UK. Uh, started off as a SEO copywriter, and then moved myself into quite by accident into the charity sector, where I uh, there was no budget to do anything. Right. So, um, and that was actually a great thing because if you you know I, I think a lot of problems marketers have um, is that we tend to you know when we have a problem we kind of just throw money at it right. and hope that it'll, it'll go away. Um, in the charity sector, all you have is your content. Right. All you have is your story and your purpose. And so that gave me a lot of um, time to kind of refine what good content looks like and what uh, what's, what's responsive to, to people. Right. Um, and that's where I fell in love with social media. Um, that was when, remember when Facebook had like great organic reach? That's, that's when that was. <laughs> um, before Mark Zuckerberg decided he wanted to be a billionaire. Um, and yeah, I just fell in love with social media because it's such, such a great medium to, 
uh, connect with people for charity to connect your cause directly to your your audience, mm. um, and for brand to connect you know your your brand values and um, your personality to the audience. So, I went from charity sector over to places like Predemanger and Just Eat and apply my craft there, and now I'm doing my own business, uh, Me Right Hook, uh, and I help uh, business leaders uh, make the most out of LinkedIn. Superb. I mean, what what a story there. I mean, and uh, it. You touched on it a little bit there, but I think the lessons there from a charity sector, uh, you know, a lot of people, maybe you're talking about businesses, maybe you're talking about even individuals, you know, we, we think, you know, I haven't got any money to spend on this, therefore I can't do anything. There must have been some amazing lessons taken out of that environment where you are so restricted in terms of what you, you know, did you find that that um, led to more creativity, different thinking, you know, and have you brought those lessons through into what you do now? Hundred percent. I think that when you have nothing, uh, <laughs> it forces you to to be as creative as possible. Right. It forces you to take whatever you have and make the most out of it. Mm. Uh, I think a good uh, illustration of kind of uh, a clash for me was when I first started at Just Eat. My manager gave me a budget to do content, and I was like, "Well, no, I I've got a phone here, I've got a camera, I got my team, we can do this." Yeah. And so I never really used as much as a budget as I probably should have. But um, that was my mentality was like, you know, I, I wanted content that um, was as authentic, as real as possible. Right. And I wanted um, uh, things at the time. I wanted things to be as uh, real time as possible as well. Right. So but that was when um, uh, Twitter was uh, still called Twitter. Uh, and, it, you know, a lot of uh, third screening of, of television shows were happening. Right. And so we use that as a way to get our, you know, get the Just Eat brand out there. Mm. Made a lot of sense to, you know, have uh, a takeaway and watch television. So uh, the character that we're building was somebody who was watching TV and eating takeaway with you. Right. right. And so it gave us the, the license to, if you will, or the right to uh, be funny about uh, TV shows, uh, throw in like, you know, takeaway puns. Um, and not once did we think about like, oh, we need to, you know, throw a whole big budget and um, uh, dominate this hashtag. It was more about how do we be relevant to this moment mm. and how do we make uh, points um, to, to stand out in a way where uh, where everyone's enjoying this television show in this moment together? Yeah. Um, how do we add to that? So that's always been the mentality I've had uh, for social media. That includes Facebook, that includes Twitter, that includes TikTok, and that includes LinkedIn now. Right. Oh, wonderful. And uh, the, the other bit I made a note of here I want to go back to is the you mentioned about the print. You know, you, you've, you've gone th been in that time of transition where we've gone from print to, to uh, more digital media. Are there any key things from the print media and the print learnings that you had that you think distinguishes your experience from others that as they've come into the social and been sort of purely digital based? First of all, you make me sound like a thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we had prints? <laughs> we had, before Facebook, we had to actually flip a book. Um, now, I, I'm not sure actually what lessons I've learned from prints. Here's here's where uh, the, the, the thing that stood out for me the most in print was that, um, Direct mail for a successful direct mail campaign to to be successful, um, it it was judged by like the the response rate of like one percent. Right. And to me, it was like what an absolute waste to fire up this massive printer, print mm. so much, you know, 
postcards or letters or whatever to get one percent return back, and mm. I and I and that really jarred me at all times. Uh, even when I was, um, you know, studying, uh, uh, studying in university. Um, and so when I found the digital medium, I'm going, oh, okay, that 1% is still the, the gold standard, so to speak, but we're not killing all the trees. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So I think that's what, that's what made me fall in love with digital is that, um, a, you know, it's, it's, it's more sustainable, it's more, more res- uh, responsible, uh, but also, uh, you, you're able to get those learnings back, uh, from those campaigns and, you know, and, and adjust on, on, uh, on the fly, if you will. Yeah. Oh, lovely stuff. Uh, cause yeah, I think there's, there's so many times that we underestimate the value of different experiences and different perspectives. And particularly as in these times of transition, you know, it's, it's not that it, things used to be done that way. Therefore that's the only way it can be done, but there are good things about, the way pre- things were previously done that I often see designed out in the new way. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, bringing those good things through, but adding to them and adding value to them in the new sense uh, is great. I, I think, I mean, this is completely off topic, but I think print has its own uh, unique value now, right? right. Uh, a big thing for me for, for social media, if you're doing social media for yourself, uh, you know, on LinkedIn or, or for your company is surprise and delight. Right. Uh, I think we underestimate how, important it is to uh to let people feel how involved you are in the community uh by just paying attention um so i think print has a a big uh, role that it can play here mm. where when you have digital experiences or interactions and when if you're able to send somebody something real in the mail that just surprises them it's, it could be a card with, you know, a customized card with their name on it. It yep. could be a package of, of, of sweets because it's something that you guys uh, were talking about on in a conversation on LinkedIn. Um, and, and, and then a card, I'm going back to print. But <laughs> pr- I feel like print has uh, a role here now where it used to be that mass um, uh, communication. And now it's actually, it could be reversed and it could, it's something that can be unique and, and elevate your digital experiences. Oh yeah, definitely wonderful, uh, wonderful lessons to be learned there. So you touched on it a little bit right at the end there. So Mean Right Hook. Um, so tell us a bit about Mean Right Hook, what you do today, and who you help, and how you help them. Yeah, um, I'm helping business leaders right now just make the most out of LinkedIn. Right. Uh, I, I I find it amazing when I uh, talk to business leaders how how many of them just are shy or or scared or or something. There's something that's holding them back from going onto LinkedIn and and making the most out of it for them. And what I mean by that is, you know, creating content about the experiences, uh, making uh, new connections on LinkedIn. Um, and right now, LinkedIn is such a, uh, I would say, a hot platform. It's very strange to say that because it's been around for so long. Mm. But I, from what I can tell, I... LinkedIn will never be in the press, kind of like TikTok or 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 Instagram, because it's not as sexy. Right. But that's you know that this this thing that's been around for like thirty years, it's making a massive comeback. Right. And you know if you look at the the uh, the users that are on LinkedIn in the last five years, they practically doubled from five hundred million to nearly a billion users now. Yeah. Um, and about fifty percent of the traffic that goes to B two B websites come from LinkedIn. So it's it's a it's a big play for B two B businesses, especially if you're you're um you're you're a business leader looking to um to boost your profile. It's a great place to be seen. 
Right. Um, and so not being able to, you know, uh, create content, not being able to write something or even just post a picture about what you know um, and start connecting with with the people that are already following you is, is I feel like such a shame. So um, I yeah, I'm out to help business leaders make the most out of it. Um, I help coach them. Uh, through what uh, what good content is, what uh, we go through, what makes them tick, what makes their, them unique to everyone else. Right. And we create content from there. Um, it's a bit like having a personal uh, content strategist. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and I also help them edit their content so that they can focus on just creating and telling their best stories. And I'll, you know, I was the dummy that spent like a decade in social media. So <laughs> let me use my craft. Right. Um, and make that uh, the most, uh, the, the best LinkedIn story that, uh, that's possible. Oh, that's great. And I mean, there's a couple of things around the LinkedIn platform that I've noticed as I've transitioned. I, I've been in uh, employment for a number of years. You know, I've, I've worked for companies and I only ever use LinkedIn as an outward facing. It's when I'm looking, I would only get serious about it when I was looking for a job. It's part of the, you know, update your CV, update your LinkedIn profile. And that was it, you know, it was purely look, looking out. Now that I'm independent, I'm sort of pushing a lot more content out there and want to, want to get that as good as it can be. Um, do you think particularly business leaders um, and, and others, but particularly business leaders are missing a trick um, in terms of how they use LinkedIn to get their profile out there, even if they're not intending in any way of leaving their company? Well, it's not even about leaving a company, right? Because yeah. a lot of business leaders actually accidentally start having a, a fairly decent following because of their position, right? right? Because of their influence in the real world, if you will. So, um, and it's kind of like accidentally uh, filling up like an O2 arena and all the people start coming in and they're waiting for you to say something. The microphone is on, right? right? <laughs> and so you're like, and, and they're like looking at you like, are you going to say something? <laughs> <laughs> And if you don't say something, no, nothing will happen. But if you do say something, it connects with all those thousands of people. Can you imagine what it does not just for you, but also for your the business that you're you're running, right? Yeah. That's that's why it's great for business leaders because it's going to raise not only their own profile, but mm -hmm. also the profile of the company that, that they're they're trying to make succeed, right? Right. Yep. So a lot of I find a lot of uh, companies are very uh, reluctant in using LinkedIn. Uh, for whatever reason, I uh, but I feel like there's a lot a bigger appetite uh, for business leaders to to be out there to be more active, right. and so it gives them a an opportunity to not only bring up the 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 um uh, their company's profile but also showcase and connect with real human beings in a real human way right. because it's a personal brand. Mm. So. Uh, so yeah, so there's there's two uh, I guess two streams of content they could be creating. Yeah. There's the oh look at though I'm a business person look what I know what I'm doing. There's also the person the, the side of them of of what makes them tick, what makes what's important to them. Right. Um. You uh, you know I got a, uh, a for example I got a client who's very uh very much you know into sustainability. That's very important to him, his business, and the people he works with. And when he talks about that, that's actually a way to connect with people he wants to work with in the future. Right. Um. And when when he talks about say sustainability in a hopeful way, uh, and it gathers people um around his content. 
all of a sudden, it's all these people that you might not have said hello to, or uh, or you might not, you know, they, or you've had them on the list for for a longest time. And this piece of content that has is connecting with them at this moment becomes an excuse for you to make that connection again. Right. So that's that's the power of LinkedIn. I feel that uh, business leaders can really. I don't want to use the word exploit, but until I can find another word, uh, <laughs> let's go with that one. <laughs> and it truly is like a, a win-win situation, isn't it? Because the people who are your audience are looking for value from you. They're looking for insights. They're looking for how you tick. Because if, if I put my own sort of hat on here and say, as a, uh, a consultant, as a contractor, I'm going out there and I'm saying, who are the people out there who I think I could connect with and add value to? who I might want to you know, have a working relationship in some ways or just learn from them in terms of what, what's happening in the market that could help me uh, provide some insights that help me with my offering to the wider market, not just them. And then for the individual, you've got this amazing ability to connect with an audience that's going to give you real-time feedback as to exactly are you hitting a nerve here? Are you hitting on the right thing? It's, it's marketing content. Um, uh, and marketing data that you know you've it's almost free in some ways isn't it yeah uh i mean it's free but you know you got to put the effort in right that's yeah. that's the cost uh <laughs> although effort's not really uh, a cost that you know i, I mind at all yeah. so uh but yeah i think that's uh yeah you know just just you know be to, to your point and maybe to the point of this podcast um being helpful is actually, you know, I feel like is the goal of some of the content, right? right? I think that if we if we put our um, you know, real hard edge marketing hat on and we're like, well, what's the return? Everything I need to put in has to have an ROI. That's never you're never going to succeed on LinkedIn mm. on a personal branding level because you're there to want to make money. And it's gonna be so obvious to people. It's gonna be so obvious that all your pieces of content is just an advertisement for your service. Right. What's what's what works is that you're you're out there creating content that's helpful to others and that um and that you're not always out there as a salesperson. Right. Um and when you're able to make that connection, a real human connection, that's that's when you've earned the right to sell them anything. Right. So um, that's yeah, that's you know that's that's what I like to uh, create with my clients is that you know just it's I, and and the clients I've worked with so far has all been on board with it, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and, and actually, before they even signed up, they were already on board with it, so that that makes it even better. But um, but it's you know uh, if if you're looking to make that sale, if you're looking to to go, I need a channel that gives me direct, you give me give a, a direct ROI number and stuff like that. Um, I think I think you're better off running ads, right. um, uh, you know. But if you're out there to to play the long ball, to build a brand mm. that's that's memorable, that's on top of minds of people, um, and that that invokes emotions from people, use your LinkedIn and use your personal uh, personal channels and use organic. No, it's a great lesson there. And uh, one of the things I noticed when doing a little research on what you do and how you do it there, you talk a, a bit about mechanics of what happens and the machines that are involved there. Um, is that um, sort of deliberate wording that you talk about? To um, And how, talk us through the, me the mechanics that you look at and the, the way in which you help people understand what's working for them right now and what could work for them. So I guess there's there's uh, maybe two major uh, uh, components to the mechanics of LinkedIn. One is what you're talking about, right? And that's 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 from uh, that's from your core, if you will. So when I first start, 
with my clients, I like them what I call a starter kit. It's about eight questions that ask about uh, why you're in your business, what you what you do for them, why people come to you, mm. um, et cetera, et cetera. So shout out to Simon Sinek. It's a it's a bit like what he says. You know, start with why. It's yep. that's that's where it's always the the richest content because the what a lot of people I'm sure if you just look on paper are are very similar to what you mm. do. But it's going to be the why that connects with people. And that makes you stand out. It makes you different. I've completely forgot about the second point. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I think I have ADHD. (laughs) Um, I was so into the first point. I was like, ah, I forgot the second point. Uh, Remind me again. So we're talking about the the mechanics of of looking and auditing people's current setup and, and maybe looking at how they could do something different and set themselves up for success in future. Yeah. So the first part of mechanics is is the why. Let's let's come down. Let's bring ourselves to understanding uh, uh, the why's is what makes us different, which is what makes our tone of voice, which which makes us uh, how we behave on 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 social media on LinkedIn. Right. And the second part of the mechanics is is well, it's the it's the technical side, if you will. Mm. So everybody has a story. Everybody can can write 180 characters or or two paragraphs, whatever it is on LinkedIn. By what LinkedIn um, and social media specifically, I guess more uh, LinkedIn more specific, but social media mm. wise is that it's a different way of storytelling. And it's we need to understand that because traditional storytelling, like in a movie, it's a lot like um, character building, introduction of character, character building, slow build. And at the end, it's like, oh, big yeah. explosion and big ending. And on social media, you don't have that luxury because you've got about two seconds of time to earn your followers' attention, right? So on LinkedIn, you have the first two lines of of your caption and the visuals for your followers to judge whether or not this piece of content is worth their time. Because if it's not worth their time, they're skipping, right? right? And unless if you're like a a Stephen Bartlett or or Leah Turner, it's going to be very hard for you to to earn. You haven't earned that trust from them that every piece of your content is going to be a banger. So that 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 real estate, that first two lines of your caption and, and your visuals is is prime real estate and the most important part of your 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 story and your content. So what we have to do is kind of flip uh, how we uh, do our storytelling. And the banger has to be where you start. The ba- that that first two line has to show what's uh at least tease them with what uh value they're going to get is it an inspirational story is it something with stats are going to blow your mind is it a solution to your problem that you've been thinking about for the last three years that you've been losing last sleep and lost all your hair for so (laughs) it's 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 that that's going to stop them from so that they can continue reading your story right that's why i i help my clients edit it's because of that kind of storytelling uh element uh, where not a lot of people are used to, and that's fine. Mm. But um, you know, but uh, you know, I would rather have my clients spend their time telling their story the their best way possible, and let me kind of rejig that so that it works. Yeah. And are there, you know, what what would you say, sort of, couple of top tips for people to just up their LinkedIn game, uh, you know, quickly, e- easy hacks or, or something they could do? Anything that that stands out that people aren't doing right now that you think you do want the one of the two things it's going to up your level not to the level of working with you obviously but to the uh to that next level of individual no no selfishly i just want linkedin to suck less uh so <laughs> <laughs> I, 
So I want everybody's game to 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 go up. So every time I go onto LinkedIn, it's just a wonderful place with with great stories. Yeah. Um. But I, the first thing I tell people is loosen up that tie. Right. That uh, most people are so afraid. Uh, there's just two things they see, right? Either they see the really corporate side of LinkedIn, mm-hmm. which, you know, everybody's like, well, uh, we're pleased to announce blah, blah, blah. And it's like that tie is so far up. <laughs> um, loosen it up a little bit, right? Be yourself, be human, be uh, be casual Friday version of yourself. Right. Um, and uh, I, I actually told a person once, uh, be the drunk version of yourself, but maybe we shouldn't go that far. <laughs> but uh, but give yourself permission to 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 be yourself. Give yourself permission to uh, to to use a bit more casual language and catch yourself from from using uh, jargons and think about those words and what they actually mean and mm. and rewrite it so that it becomes more human. If you talk to your parents that way, would they understand? You know, <laughs> I think that's a great you know great uh, barometer to use. Um, and the, the second the second thing is that you know for particularly for personal brands, it's that. Um, I, it's, I don't be afraid to, uh, not just be yourself, but sound, you know, uh, bring elements yourself and, and show people how you feel. I think that there's an edge to personal branding in Mm. LinkedIn over corporate branding is that you're immediate, you don't need sign off from people, um, to hit when you press that post button and you don't need, you don't need sign off from 30 people to go, is this how we're feeling together as a company? Right. Um, and because of that, you're able to show emotions, right? You're able to, to say, I'm excited for, uh, I'm say you're at, at a trade show. And I think this is a classic thing that we, uh, that, that we do on LinkedIn that we can rec- easily rectify instead of going take, you know, instead of taking a picture of, um, the, the event, uh, and going, I'm in booth, like seven, a come see and say, hi, it's like, nobody, I have never met a single person that goes, <laughs> Thank goodness you you wrote this because I would never have known where you are. And I'm right. here to say hello to you now. It's like, no, nobody cares, right? Um, if they wanted to see you at the event, they would. Um, but this is a moment, why this is a moment to show why you're there right. and the emotions that you can show. Are you excited to see people that you haven't seen in a while in the industry? Are you are you happy to be in the community with of of, of the industry that you're in? Is there a person that you met in this in this uh, event that you're like that? This is a really cool person, and I can't believe I met them. Those are all emotions. Those are all um, meaningful content beyond just I'm here. Um, and so I think that you know, again, give yourself permission to to uh, not just loosen the tie, but also show emotions as well. Brilliant. Uh, I mean, great little tips there that any of us can can adopt and, and just enhance our LinkedIn game on that front. So yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be taking those to heart and, and seeing what else I can do on that space. So, um, and if if anybody's watching right now or listening to right now, and they're still doing it, I'm at Stand Seven B. Man, I'm gonna come after you. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. And you're nine foot six in a, in a... I'm not going to say you gotta watch out. <laughs> Superb. Um and if if I think about, you know, social media in particular, you know, it, it's it's such a quick moving game and things are changing. You've got to be on top of your game in order to help others as well. So what what are the sort of things that you do to make sure that you are on top of your game and giving the best to your clients? You know what's funny is that um, I, oh, this is a secret. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but li- luckily, I'm not on a podcast itself. <laughs> um, but I actually don't read a lot, 
Okay. Um, which is a surprise. Yeah, that face is. Well, no, no, a lot I, of people do. Part of the reason I'm saying that I don't read a lot either. Not not enough. Not enough that I should. I do a lot of listening and other bits, but I'm not a big reader. So that's exactly it for me. For me, I've always been a feeler. Right. I've always participated in the um, the social media channels that that, that I, I work in or or I like to say play in, because when I play in it, I I start feeling how people respond to content. I start right. feeling how um, I, I you know looking at the engagement uh, that, that it gets. Um, so, you know, I I spend a decent amount of time on on uh, on LinkedIn um, and my kids would tell me I spent too much time on TikTok. Um <laughs> But uh, for me, it's that's that's how I kind of keep up to date with these 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 things is to actually just participate in them. I think a lot of people, when they look at LinkedIn, they go, "Oh, I'm not sure how to start." And it's like, well, of course, because you're not a part of it, right? You you haven't been posting, you haven't been reading, you haven't been you, you're you're on the outside looking in and going, probably thinking, "How do I make this into a tool for me?" Right. And if that's the mentality, that's going to be really hard to do because unless you've got a team of like amazing, like, you know, social media uh, 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 content creators and managers, um, you're never going to fully understand how to participate in this community. Right. And uh, and the community will smell this from a mile away that you're here just to go, hey, guys, I, you know, please give me work or, yeah. or please, please like you know, uh, please give me something rather than nice. here. I'm here to give you something. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, that's, that's you know, if you want to keep up to date, start going in now. Start, mm. don't be afraid. Don't be, don't be scared by the the Gary Vaynerchuks, right? Mm. Where you look at their, their content and go, I can never be like this guy. Of course you can. That guy's built his empire on, on being very brash, being very loud. And that's not you. And that's okay. Right. Because do the work to find out who you are, get to the wise. In fact, send me, find me on LinkedIn, you know, send me a DM. I'll give you the starter kit for, you know, for free. Right. And to get you started, get those questions going. Right. And really ask yourself who you are and what you offer. That's the beginning of, of your, of your, um, of your journey. Hmm. Um, if there was any lessons I've learned in, in my B2C time, right. When I was at Just Eat, it was about, you know, uh, the television shows and being part of pop culture. Then I moved over to Pret a Manger, where I had to completely ditch that, because the focus wasn't on what was outside. The focus was what was what was happening inside. Right. What was what were the chefs doing? Why they choose certain ingredients? Um, they uh, I was at a time uh, there when they launched uh, Veggie Pret, which was a response to the vegan uh, and vegetarian uh, uh, scene that was right. that was growing, and they were one of the first brands to do it. Um, and that story was more important than anything else that was going on. So the lessons I learned from there is, is very applicable to our, our personal LinkedIn content, which is ultimately, if you know what your story is and you tell that, well, it doesn't matter what's happening on the outside. Right. What matters is you're able to tell your story the best way possible. Oh, wonderful stuff. And I think that there's a, there's a lot of internal reflection, uh, that people can do to, you know, get themselves really understanding who they are, what they provide, uh, you know, what's their unique history and what's their unique selling point that can, uh, the, you know, feed into the content that you can put out there. Um, but, you know, uh, the content that's there that you can consume and just learn from is there already, isn't it? And to, for you to go out there and just see what works for you and what, what resonates for you and, and uh, 
yeah, it's a, I've been a big fan of LinkedIn for a long time. So glad that we've got people who are helping others along that route as well. So, um, which maybe takes me into my next question. If with the skill set that you've got or the experience that you've got, who would you most like to help perform? I, oof, that's, I mean, I would say, first of all, the, 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 the ones that comes to mind first is business leaders, right? Because I feel like there's, um, uh, there's an appetite out there. there you know, we, we are looking at LinkedIn going, I know this is the, uh, a place I need to be better at. Right. And we're we're a bit gun shy because of all the elements that are outside and going, I don't know how to do this because I don't want to sound like them. Right. And I certainly don't want to sound salesy. So what do I do? So that's why, you know, that's that's the first type of people I like, I like to help. I think there's a, a growing group of people I like to help, too, which is marketers who are <laughs> who are tasked to uh, to to help their their uh, business leaders, the CEOs, the CMOs um, and their profile uh, higher on, on LinkedIn. Um, you know, uh, once upon a time I was, you know, part of that as well, where you're just doing your marketing thing and all of a sudden somebody comes in and goes, yo, like we got to make our CEO look great on, on LinkedIn. It's like, well, how do I do that? And, um, it can be very daunting because, mm. um, because there are so many factors there are, and, and it's like, it's a personal channel. How do you make this, how do you make this person, this personal channel as personal as possible, but you probably don't have access to this person 24 seven, you probably don't have um, the, he probably, he or she probably doesn't have the time to uh, uh, sit down with you and, and tell you the life story. So how do you crack that code? Mm. And yeah, I've been helping clients doing that too. So, um, so I think that's, uh, that's another kind of uh, type of people I like to like to help with. Fantastic. So if there's anybody out there listening, then Anthony's definitely your man in terms of uh, getting yourself set up and, and running on that front. And even if you're out there, working in that space already and you've got a linkedin game going on you want to up it then uh then he's got some amazing stuff to help you um but if i'm going to flip that question a little bit if you were able to sit down and have a meal have a drink have a coffee with somebody to help you perform someone you could learn from who would you want that to be i have never been asked that before <laughs> that's a great question and I'm stalling right now uh, by blabbing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who I who I wanted to, and this, and I feel like I feel like his his um, his uh, his aura has cracked. You know, if you asked me about five six years ago, it would have been The Rock, okay. um, because he he's a bit cringy now. So I'm like maybe not, but um, I feel like back six years ago, he's managed to pivot so many times in his career yeah and at that point he managed to create a uh uh a persona that was very um personable mm. uh very personal uh and felt very honest as well um and i would love to uh to pick at that point pick his brain uh as to how he his, his mindset changed from being a professional wrestler to an actor to uh somebody that was more yeah. Um. And I think at that time that'd been great, but I feel, I feel like I've gotten over him. So he's, yeah, it, yeah. So I'm not sure who to, uh, who to, who to have a meal with to, 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 how you know, how, you know, to, to get better. Well, this is a, a magical kingdom, so we'll make it the rock from six years ago. How about that? <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. 
<laughs> Fantastic. That, that guy six years ago was awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and so finally, we've we talked a little bit about it, but how how do people get in touch with you? I, I think I know the uh, the primary way that, that people can get in touch, but how do they reach out and get in touch with you? You will be shocked that you can find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, but if LinkedIn isn't your game, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, Anthony at mean right hook, right being W-R-I-T-E, uh, not R-I-G-H-C. So yep. Anthony at mean right hook.com. Um, and find me, find me there. I'd love to have a chat with anybody who, you know, just, uh, just, just wants to pick my brain or uh, wants to level up. I, uh, you know, I, and I love talking to you, Paul, because I, people who just want to be helpful you know that's a good energy and this was a great energy no oh, superb and well as always we'll have all those links for people uh do reach out you know take the opportunity i think there's the linkedin game in particular is something that we can all uh up our own game get a, get the advantage for ourselves and just get our messages out there so i think it's a it's a it's a great mechanism for for doing that and and getting your brand out there and it's great to see you, uh, people like yourselves anthony who are helping people along the way to up their game so thanks for, so much for being on the show today anthony long hey thanks for having me paul i'm looking forward to linkedin sucking less <laughs> cheers Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard, then please give the podcast a rate, review, and share. I'm Paul Teasdale, and from sausage making to banking, oil and gas to Formula One, I help people perform. If you'd like to find out more and have a conversation, contact me via helpingpeopleperform.com.